I have just launched a mastermind called The Circle of Influence, where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also gonna show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm gonna even show you how to build these platforms yourself, such as a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel, and a social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals, and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now, if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to IamJoelBrown.com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity where I'm gonna go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Kelsey Heenan, who is an intuitive eating and lifestyle fitness expert. She is also the co-founder of Hit Max and Hit Burn, which has acquired over a million followers across the board. The thing that I really love about Kelsey is her authenticity and her passion to really share with you how you can improve and have a great relationship with food and exercise. Uh, I also really love the fact that Kelsey is very consistent with her content and she's very high engaging with her tribe. So Kelsey, I'm excited to dive into everything that you've got to offer today and uh, would love to hear more about how we can optimize our mind and our life. So welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So I wanted to dive into a conversation uh, to really kick this thing off around the topic of what do you say to people who are eating healthy and working out consistently, but they aren't seeing any results? Because I feel like this is an upper limit that so many people hit and they start getting frustrated. And that's the point where they either give up or they become bored with their routine. So how do we switch this up? Yeah, that's a great question. So I kind of turn it back to them as an individual and make them look inside themselves. And I ask, how is that working for you? So if you've been doing something for a long time and you're not seeing the results that you want, maybe it's time to pivot. Maybe those habits that you have in place or those things that you're implementing aren't exactly what your body needs. And so being able to look inside yourself and think a little bit deeper to figure out what that means for you is really important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that this is a thing that so many people don't do because they get distracted by everything that's happening in the external part of the world and they're not checking in with themselves and feeling mm-hmm. into it. And I, I was saying before this uh, conversation that, you know, I'm always looking for ways to biohack, to improve, to optimize my life. And you can get in conversations with people where they start sharing their opinion and it may be something that works for them and they'll say you've got to have you know 200 grams of whey protein and someone else will say no you've got to go plant-based so how do we how do we really like narrow in on what works best for us what foods what routines would you implement into an entrepreneur's life in order for them to really optimize their routine yeah so 
I like to say that people are the master, they're the only master of their body, right? Like there are so many different things that can work and there are so many different approaches out there and it gets confusing, right? Because everyone's like, oh, this is the new hot thing. This is the, you know, you've never seen this before in your life. It's the answer. And people want that. They want like a quick fix. They want the answer, but everyone is different and everyone has different preferences. Everyone's body needs different things. And so understanding that you're the only master of your own body and allowing yourself time and grace to figure out what that means for you is really important. Yeah. So obviously your content has reached a lot of people, right? You have mm-hmm. over a million followers for sure. Maybe 1.2, 1.3 million, 1.4 million across the board. Now, what do you think it is that people are really resonating with? I try to meet people where they're at and let them know that if they feel stuck in their nutrition, if they feel stuck in their fitness, it's not their fault because there's so much noise out there. And often people are shamed for not getting it right, or they feel down on themselves and they feel guilty when they eat certain foods or when they miss a workout. But it's like, it's not their fault because there's so much information out there. And so I really just try to meet people with their meet people where they're at and offer them simple solutions that they can start implementing into their daily life. So let's say I'm an entrepreneur, right? And I'm working literally 12 hour days. Uh, How could I really make sure that I'm also implementing exercise without it eating into my work? Yeah. I know you work with entrepreneurs, right? You work with a lot of people in the, in the, like the business space, entrepreneurial space. I think it's understanding what are your goals. So if you know that, okay, I know that movement is important and I just want to be healthy, but also like that work is important too. You need to figure out realistic expectations for what your workouts should be. So understanding you don't have a lot of time. So you need to get in short and intense workouts versus expecting yourself to be training for a marathon because you don't have time to train for a marathon. So it's understanding (laughs) what are, what are your goals and setting realistic expectations and then choosing workouts and amounts of workouts that are going to align with that. Right. What's your go-to smoothie? That's a great question. So <laughs> I, I love just like some almond milk, a little bit of banana, almond butter, and protein powder. Very simple, but I love it. Mm, clean cut. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And what about your, what's your favorite music to listen to? What's, it, what's like the top tracks on your playlist that gets you super pumped? Oh my gosh. I, I'm literally all over the place. I love a little bit of everything. But when I'm working out, I love like rap like hip hop, Drake, obviously. <laughs> so I also love like indie music. So like Boney Bear is one of my favorites, Francis and the Lights. Um, I love that kind of stuff too. I love that. That's funny. Yeah, I'm always bumping the hip hop. I feel like it has this aggression to it. It's got this like ego aggression. Yes. It's in this like taking it out on the weights kind of mood. <laughs> For, sure. For sure. I love it. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Awesome. So what would you say is your most successful piece of content that you've shared on Instagram or any of your social media channels? And why do you think it was the most high vibe and resonating piece of content that you put out? So I've had, I've had a couple posts that have gone viral for a similar reason. And one of them is my story. So I, um, had it, I was anorexic in college. I had a really bad eating disorder. I almost died because of it. And so I, 
basically shared my story a before and after photo and shared about my experience uh, through the depths of the disorder in, into healing and why that experience has shaped how I teach others. So I basically through that experience after healing was like, I need to show others how you can be fit. You can be healthy, but it doesn't need to rule your life because so many people live in that space where it like becomes all consuming and that maybe they don't have a diagnosed eating disorder, but maybe they have disordered eating habits or they just feel super guilty when they eat certain foods or they feel like the worst person ever if they miss a workout. And so I help people navigate that. And um, so I've had a post like that go viral. Um, and then also mean comment, uh, mean comment, posts always uh, tend to sure. get some engagement. So I, I, I mean, everyone gets them, everyone gets mean comments. Um, but on, you know, Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube, I'll, I'll get comments a lot from people saying, uh, why would I want arms that look like a man? Or why would I want abs like my boyfriends? <laughs> Just things like that, where they say I look manly, things like that. So I like to use those things as teaching topics. So it's not like, oh, look at this comment, feel bad for me, or look at this comment, this person's an idiot. It's more like, this is a reflection of how a lot of people feel about themselves or just how they view the world. How can we learn from this? And so that's also been, um, I've had a couple of those that have gotten a lot of engagement. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people project their small-minded thinking and their limitations onto others mm -hmm. because if they think that others are buying into it, then that means that they can justify that they're okay instead of actually making a change themselves. Yeah. Right. And just challenging the concept of what, what sh should a female have to look like? And like, because people are like, if I don't look exactly like what I have in my head as the perfect female, then I am not worthy. So we need to redefine what that means and allow people to have different definitions for what they want to look like, not based on anyone else's expectations, but what they want for themselves. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I was just thinking then, it's like, well, as long as the people around you are accepting, then I was like, wait a minute, no, you have to accept it yourself. Yeah. And as long as you accept it, that's the most important thing. Yeah, totally. Because it's, it's not a bad thing to want to make adjustments to your appearance or want to, you know, look a certain way. If you want to build muscle or loosen body fat, that's not a bad thing. But it's like, what is the intention behind it? And why are you doing it? Are you doing it for other people? Or are you truly doing it for yourself? Because that's what you want to do. Yeah, and that's the difference. Absolutely. absolutely. So I want to speak a little bit into intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. now, I, I find it interesting because you know, before you were saying that you uh, were challenged with anorexia mm -hmm. um, and obviously there was some emotional drivers behind that for you to, to go that route, right? Um, now, with intuitive eating, that's also in a way emotionally driven to a certain degree. Can you break down the difference and also like how you've been able to really find the pros in, in intuitive eating rather than like kind of just doing it because that's what the practical thing is to do. Yes. I, I, I want to know for myself too. Totally. I love that question. And that's so important because it's true. We are emotional beings. We have logic, but we also have emotions. And so it's understanding how do you navigate that and accept that those are both elements of who we are and how do you utilize how do you utilize those to your benefit to be able to live well? So with intuitive eating, there are a few different principles, but Overall, it's understanding that honoring your hunger and fullness cues is really important. So our bodies are dynamic and are made to help us run efficiently. And 
through a lot of different dieting practices like um, calorie counting and macro counting and things like that, we've unlearned how to listen to what our bodies are telling us because our calculations are telling us that we need to eat versus what our hunger cues are actually telling us, or I'm feeling super tired and lethargic. And so my body must be needing something. So we've kind of suppressed these these feelings and these types of cues that our bodies are giving us. And so um, a piece of emotional or of intuitive eating is understanding how to become more attuned with what your body is telling you, and then be able to make mindful choices to feed it accordingly. So there are really, there are a couple phases of intuitive eating. And the first one is one that if people need to go through like a, a treatment program for eating disorders, that's a fully separate thing that needs to be under doctor supervision. Uh, but then there's another phase after that, if they're not in that category, that just helps, uh, that helps break like dieting rules. So a lot of things need to be unlearned in order for people to relearn how to listen to their bodies. So a lot of people, when they hear the phrase intuitive eating, they're like, well, if I eat intuitively, all I'm going to eat is pizza and donuts all the time. And honestly, what I tell them to do is try it. I'm a health coach and I tell them to try it because they will do it for a day, two days, maybe a week. After a while, they're going to realize that they don't feel very good eating those foods. And then the pizza and the donuts, they're going to lose their lust because you're allowed to have them at any point. And so a piece of that is understanding if if no food is off limits and you could have a pizza, piece of pizza or a donut at any time, you're going to be feeling more mindful about the choices that you're making. Like if I eat this donut right before my workout, I'm probably not going to feel really good. So maybe I'll save the donut for when I go out with my friends later. And it's just, it's really flipping the script on a lot of different things on how people think about eating, but it's really powerful when you start to put these things into practice. I love that. I love that. I just remembered, uh, that picture that the rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson, he's yes. sitting there with his forks and his knife out <laughs> with like a stack of pancakes. He says it's today's cheat day. Yes. And obviously like every other day he eats uh, good. So it's, it's kind of like letting it slip a little bit so that you're not so regimented in it that it becomes this like boring routine that you allow yourself to splurge now and then. And the same goes for entrepreneurs that are listening right now. It's like always working on the business so much that you're never actually enjoying the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. You know? In it. So um, I like that. What I wanted to ask you too, Kelsey, was <clears throat> I wanted to enter your mind and really look at like, what was it like for you when you were challenged with anorexia a long time ago? Mm -hmm. um, in your mind, were you thinking like, if I eat or eat too many calories, then I'm going to be overweight? Or like, what was your, your thought patterns around that time? Yes, a piece of it was that. So there's just a lot of disordered thoughts that go through that. Like if, if I were to eat anything that was not allowed, I thought that it would make me fat. But also it was, it was a discipline and like a perfectionism. So it was like, I am so disciplined that I don't need that. And that was the story that I told myself. And so after a while, it's, it's not always about the food, um, but food is like, one of the ways that it manifests. And so after a while, it, it just kind of snowballs into this thing that gets out of control. Wow. And so how did you shift and channel your energy into exercising as opposed to channeling it into trying to control your food? 
So, so while I was going through that, I really struggled with exercise addiction as well. And so I overexercised compulsively and it was something that it was like, if I didn't get in a workout or the amount of workout that I thought I needed to do, I would have serious anxiety attacks. And it was really scary because I would just run and run and run for hours and like never stop. Um, so yeah, that was, that was more of like a compulsion, like anxiety thing where it like allowed me to feel better, even though it was way too much. Wow. That's crazy. I've never felt like that before, but I could imagine you would feel so, uh, overwhelmed, you know, to have to be thinking about it like that. And it must've consumed your mind a lot during the day. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all I could think about, you know, and there are so many different types of things and food and exercise is just one element of, you know, there are so many different types of things that people can go through that have similar types of feelings. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really scary thing because I have always been a very trustworthy person. I've always been able to trust myself. And at that point it was really scary because I didn't know like where these feelings were coming from or how to control them. And those were the only ways that I was able to feel some relief was through those restrictions and then over exercising. Um, so those were, it was really weird to go through that um, type of thing. Yeah. So what would you say to anyone that's listening right now that is struggling with perfectionism? Yeah. Well, if it, first of all, if you feel like you are on the spectrum of needing professional treatment, that is my first piece of advice because uh, I, I love to help and work with people who are outside of that. And because especially for eating disorders, medical intervention is really important. And it's the, the highest mortality rate of any mental health disorder. Um, so, so that's really important for, for that if you feel like you're on that spectrum. But if you are uh, not dealing with that, but you just are more of a perfectionist, it's okay to make mistakes and figure out like, what are like, allow yourself to experience those things and then sit with that feeling. So that's something that really helped me when I was getting over fear foods and different types of anxiety was if I had a pang of anxiety about a certain food, I knew I had to eat it. And that was going to help me be able to conquer that fear. So if that is a certain person where it's like, if you're, in, if you're uh, an entrepreneur who does email marketing and you email out every single day and you, you're like, my business is going to fail if I don't send out an email today, don't send out an email and go for a walk. Go do something else. Allow yourself to break that pattern and that can help you overcome that and understand there is endless opportunity to make money. There is endless opportunity to be successful. And if I don't send one email, that's not going to make or break my results. So there's lots of ways that you can think about these types of things and overcome those fears. And it's just understanding that there is an abundance out there and that you don't have to be perfect to be a good person or be successful. Oh, I love that. It's like move towards the fear so it no longer has control over you. So you pick and choose when you want to go towards it. Exactly. Exactly. Rather than fully avoiding it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because we, our minds are so powerful and we, we think that we have all these limitations, but we really don't. And when we allow ourselves to experience those feelings and go through some bumps, go through some failures and know that, Hey, we'll be okay. And we can figure out other ways to move through it is really powerful. Mm, I love that. So Kelsey, what do you do to optimize your, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual life? 
what routines do you have or how, do, how does your day kind of go in order for you to stay optimized? Yeah. So I, I do a few different things. I, I love traveling. So my husband and I really prioritize that and we need to prioritize more like unplugged travel time. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but that is something that we really enjoy and it, it brings us a lot of happiness to do that. So we really prioritize getting to explore new places. And we, when we do that, we, we love to go out to eat. We love to go find coffee, new coffee shops. So that's something that we love to do. So basically choosing to do fun things. So it's like, you know, we have friends who are having a party. We know that we need to prioritize that and not say no because work is busy. So figuring out those things is really important in general flow. But I, I like to stay in some consistent habits. So, um, but also I am never the kind of person who is like, if I don't wake up at 4.32 a.m. every single day, then I'm a failure. I've lived that life and I don't like it and it's not fun. So I, I put in habits that allow me to be consistent, but that I don't need to be perfect in. So I know that I'm going to wake up between 6 and 7 a.m., in the morning and that's when I feel best optimized. I know that I'm going to drink a cup of coffee and then I relax, I read and I chill for the first hour that I'm awake and then I get to work. And I, I do, it, whether it's on the computer or doing filming, things like that. And then, um, and then I work out at midday. I just feel the most energized during that time. So I work out and then I get in my meals, all of that kind of stuff. But Basically, I like to have a loose schedule that allows me to feel creative and not in a rigid box. Yes, yes, yes. This is great. Yeah, I think that uh, this whole mentality right now is hustle hard, mm -hmm. like less sleep. And it's yeah. so interesting because as I've gotten older, I've realized sleep is one of the most important things. It is. And when you look at even just working out, working out is essentially breaking down the muscle but the recovery happens in the, the food you eat and the sleep yeah. that you get as well. So it's so do you, have, do you have any advice around like sleeping and, and doing it in a way where like, I, I, I like that you said not being perfect, but also being disciplined. It's like that dance between discipline, letting it slide a little bit, having fun. Like what's your routine around making sure that you're recovering uh, in the best way without being too strict on yourself? Yeah. So I, I try to stay pretty consistent with, like going to bed. I've been struggling with sleeping a lot lately and I don't know if it's just because I have been really busy. So I've been trying some new tricks, some things to help me uh, get some better sleep. So I've been drinking Rishi, the like Four Sigmatic Rishi at night, I'm taking magnesium. I got a sleep mask uh, to block out the light. I'm very sensitive to light. So things like that where it's like I'm trying to really optimize not only the amount of sleep, but the quality of sleep that I'm getting. So things like that have been helpful for me. Beautiful. And what I notice about you, Kelsey, is you have this awesome confidence about you when you speak on camera. <laughs> and it shines through a lot in the content that you put out on social. So what would you, sh what would you say to anybody that's struggling right now to be confident in their content? What works for you? Really, the key for me was... First of all, practice. You just got to get out there, put out videos and just create. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've created the same video and it took me a hundred thousand times. And that's why I put bloopers up. I, I don't, if you've seen my Instagram, I put bloopers up all the time because it's like, I script all the time and it's fine. It's no big deal. And I think that people like, 
think that they need to be a one-take wonder and get it the first time, but no, no, it's fine. So first of all, just practice. And then second, own what you talk about. Be really competent and believe the things that you're saying because it's really obvious, like, when I'm with my team and we're brainstorming ideas for uh, different marketing campaigns for a challenge or a new product that we're putting out, it's so obvious when I don't like the phrase that I'm saying or when someone throws out an idea and I'm like, I really would never say it like that. Uh, it's really, really obvious. So it's helpful if you start practicing with things that you truly believe and that are just organic for you. Yeah, that's solid advice. Solid advice for sure. So can you break down just for the business-minded people here, what's your like, like business system or your business structure that you have in place? What are the products, offerings that you have? How do you market? Uh, how do you get clients? And also, what do you do with your clients and customers to nurture them? Yeah, so a few different things. When Dennis, Dennis is my husband and business partner, we started Hitburn in 2015. And we started with affiliate marketing. So we would... Uh, email out to other people's products, they would email out to our products. And that's how we started our business. And then after a while, we started getting into Facebook ads. And so we would build our list through different funnels where we would do lead gen stuff, where we would just email out, um, or where we would uh, just send to sales pages, things like that. Started to build up Facebook and then our uh, email. And then after a while, we started Instagram and we started that a couple years ago. And so we started driving sales through that. Now we offer... Um, a few different ebooks, so we, a few different workout programs that are ebooks, a few different nutrition programs that are ebooks, and then we also have an app. So it's a workout app. And then my favorite thing is our challenges. We do four big challenges a year that include workouts and nutrition. And so that's a really cool way that we nurture the community because there's a, a Facebook group that's a part of it. So I get to uh, have live calls with them and things like that. So we really nurture them in that community and then also through email um, as well. I like this. This is awesome. You've got some really good structures in place. And this allows you to be in a place where you can have, it's funny because some people think like structure is like bolted down and you stay in one spot, but it's not true. Structure equals freedom. Yes. You have more freedom to have fun. Now that you've got your business systems in place, it's like, hey, let's test some things. Let's play around with some content. Let's have fun with this instead of trying to make it perfect. Yes. Oh my gosh. Test, yeah. test everything fail fast and pivot. I mean, I can't tell you how many times it's like, oh, I have the perfect idea for the perfect product and then nobody buys it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, you, you just have to put things out there and then figure out like, is it, is it an offer problem? Is it the name? Is it the type of marketing that we use? Like, what is the problem um, in that? And that's the beauty of it. It's, it's not like you have to throw everything away, but just understand, okay, that didn't work this way. Maybe it's the front end creative. Maybe it's the, you know, price point, but just fail quickly and then don't worry about it. Just adjust and pivot. And then you can figure out what works from there and what your audience actually wants. Yes. I love that. One of my mentors, uh, Grant Cardone, he's done really yeah. well in the self-development space and the business world. He said to me, he said, you know what, Joel, you can test 10 different things and nine of them could fail. But if you get that one thing right, he said, you absolutely kill it. Yes. You know, and if you have that in your mind, it's like, cool, I'm going to put out 10 different things. But if I know that there's at least one thing that would just get me to that like high level, more impact, more reach, more tribe, more income, why not stick it out and just keep testing until you hit it? So totally. And I, I think it's, 
think about the, the little, the little things that you put out every day An Instagram post that does super well. Why did it do well? You know, was it the time of day that you posted it? Was it the colors that you used? Was it the topic that you were talking about? Looking at those things then being like, okay, maybe my audience needs more of this. And then maybe I create a whole product around this and things like that. Just really listening to the feedback that you're getting by the little things that you put out every day, instead of, you know, putting, hundreds of thousands of dollars and a year into creating one product that has zero testing. Such a great uh, point there. It's like using your Instagram or your social media as a testing ground. Yes, absolutely. You have this intention behind it. It's not just like I need to post to get significance and likes and you know, like that little buzz of like, Oh, people love my stuff. You, it's yeah. deeper than that. It really yeah. is. And it's a great way to just see like, how can I serve my people better? And when you have that mindset, it becomes so much less stressful <laughs> than being like, <laughs> I have to be successful now versus, okay, what do my people need? And it becomes so much easier. Yes. Amen to that. Love it. So Kelsey, two more quick questions before we wrap up. Uh, I would just mention something that somebody shared with me that was great advice. Have you ever received any advice from someone closest to you or a mentor or even some advice that you've read in a book that you've implemented into your life that you feel would be really valuable for the listeners? Oh gosh, so many different things. Maybe two. Um, you got two points of advice if that helps you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we've, we had a few different mentors along the way that were really helpful. Um, and uh, one of them was, uh, his name was Tyler Bramlett and he was just a really great person and his business was a lot bigger than ours. And he was really helpful in helping us when we first got started with, with affiliate marketing and all of that kind of stuff. And so, so that was just really powerful as an example. And it wasn't necessarily like a piece of advice, but it was just like a beautiful example of help people who are good people who you believe in their message and they will help lift you up along the way as well. Because it's like, you never know who is just starting, who is going to be, you know, the next person to change the world. So it's like support, support people who have a message that you believe in and are good people. And it will just pay it forward from there. And so that was a really, really cool thing that we experienced when we were first starting our business and that we like to do now because collaboration is so important and there's enough people in the world to help. So it's like, just lift each other up, collaborate. And that's a great way to, to just help everyone win. Yeah. And I love that you shared that it was something that he did rather than something that he just necessarily said. Right. So it's like learning the lessons through others actions. It doesn't yeah. always have to be words of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. And uh, how can we find you online for any of the listeners that haven't come across your profile yet? What's your Instagram handle and website address? Yeah. So my Instagram, my personal Instagram is the daily Kelsey and that's where I share stuff like we've been talking about today <laughs> and uh, talk a lot about relationship with food and exercise. You'll see uh, me and my dog a lot hanging out. Um, and then I'm, I'm currently in the process of getting my website built. So that's not quite ready yet, but um, I also run HitBurn and HitMax. And so that's where you can find all of the workout stuff. So that's where we post all the workout ideas. And then my app is called HitMax. Yeah. And, and for anyone listening, that's H-I-I-T. M-A-X and H-I-I-T burn as in what's that high intensity training? Is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, high intensity interval training. So there's two I's. 
Okay, cool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Kelsey. I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, we're going to wrap up with one last question as we fade out on the end of this episode. And I just want to say thanks a million for jumping in. It's, this is an amazing episode and I really appreciate you sharing your advice. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Beautiful. So Kelsey, last question. If you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? It would just be encouragement. It would be encouragement that you don't have to be perfect. Progress over perfection is everything. Just focus on getting 1% better every day and that is enough.